And good morning at our podcast on SoundCloud at Word at the Ranch. Thank you for tuning in. We love you guys. I know um, our parents are here, so hopefully they're watching on Facebook. And then I know Douglas and Jim couldn't make it today. Doug's without a car, so Jim's without a car, that means. It's like Simon Birch. They just, he carries them. It's great. It's wonderful. But um, thank you for tuning in online. We miss you guys, and we love you guys. And praise God. And then we know Steve and Darcy are, or Marcy are out of town. Uh, I think they, did they go to Texas again? I think they went to uh, Mara Marilla. Uh, is it California? He's back? Cool. Yeah, that's where he's from. He's, he's in Bakersfield, so that makes sense. He's on his home turf now. We got Mario. That's a big, that's a big plus. That's a good asset for California. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Good morning, Micah. <laughs> good to see you, sir. Thanks for coming this morning. We love you. That's Tommy's brother, Micah. Amen forever. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you where two or three are gathered. You're right here in our midst. I thank you for a fresh word in season. When they say the flu bug's going around, it ain't going to touch us. So this is a word in season. We give you all the praises that COVID has been defeated and annihilated through your blood and by your church professing healing. We thank you that it will not rise a second time, for that's what your scripture said. Affliction shall not arise a second time. And if you've received healing, that's your verse as well. That affliction will not arise in my life or body a second time. Amen forever. Praise God. Well, if you'd like to go back on Facebook and listen to our Wednesday message, me and Arthur rocked that one. That was good. Thank you. Uh, We did the first 50 verses, 101 on healing in the Old Testament. If you know a Jew, (laughs) send that to him because that's Old Testament on healing. 50 verses on healing. And then we have 51 in the New Testament. We'll do this Wednesday live as well. But if you'd like to turn to the Italian prophet, the book of Malachi, and that's the, uh, the, the last book in the Old Testament. Praise God forever. And we'll just start here. I think this is a good place to start. The end of the Old Testament coming into the New. And that's the last book in the Old Testament, Malachi 4, also known as Malachi. Before we begin, I mentioned this Wednesday, I was on Amazon buying some books. It's, it seems like reading season for me, you know, when it gets cold and you have a fire, it just means read. <laughs> so I, I saw this Donald Trump book on Amazon amongst other books. <laughs> and the size of it looked like a normal book. It was priced at $7. And then I got it from Amazon in the mail. <laughs> and because it was Trump, I didn't return it. <laughs> I said, I'll gladly pay 7 for it. <laughs> But it's a nice little book, and it's called Think Like a Champion. And it's all Trump quotes, and it's a nice little gift, don't you think? So I may buy a hundred of these. We'll see. <laughs> Good gifts, right? And just sew them out. But here I thought it was a real side book. <laughs> there it goes. Thanks, Amazon. You owe me one. Amen. And just a couple other books I'd like to recommend. This is Jerry Savelle's From Devastation to Restoration. I gave this to a couple we knew who was suffering a divorce, just entered into a divorce in that scenario, and it restored their marriage, this book right here. He really got a lot from it, the husband, and uh, testified of this book. Anyone I've given this to has testimonies. Um, Jerry himself gave this to a businessman who was partners with him, whose business was going under. Then he received a million-dollar tithe check not long from there after reading this book, and he accredited his business turning around. Think about that, a million-dollar tithe. That's a turnaround, right? From Devastation to Restoration. I encourage you to order that. Great book. Great read. Say, it's reading season. And I'm constantly growing. 
So if you know anyone who's been devastated, divorced, lack, you know, their lives in shambles, this is a great turnaround for them. And then also, Everyone Know Christ the Healer by F.F. F. Bosworth. That's a great quintessential book on your healing. I found it on YouTube, so you can play it in your car, and he reads Christ the Healer. F.F. Bosworth's son reads it on YouTube. So it's, it's still in the family, and he put it on YouTube. And I like audible books when I'm driving. I don't know about you. And then this is another quintessential book on healing. T.L. Osborne's Healing the Sick. If you really want to get in there, these two books are quintessential. F.F. Bosworth and Healing the Sick by T.L. Osborne. You can get those anywhere, any country you're in. If you don't have the money, we'll send you the money to get them. Amen. We love you guys. Praise God forever. So Malachi chapter 4, and we'll start in verse 2 here. But to you, say me, who fear my name, or who reverence his name, respect his name, honor his name. And you know, Jesus is wherever you take his name. You can take the name of Jesus, and Jesus will show up there. Amen? In the name of Jesus, cast out devils. Jesus is there doing it. Amen forever. In the name of Jesus, I'm well. Jesus ministers healing. In the name of Jesus, be made whole. Health and healing come. So Jesus is wherever his name is. And we've been grafted into his name. So guess what? He's always here with us. Praise God forever. But to you who reverence, honor, appreciate, respect my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. With healing in his wings. I believe Paul the Apostle was a tailor, personally. <laughs> when he says he was a tent maker, I believe he was in the clothing business, the garment business. Because people were trying to get to his clothes just like they were trying to get to Jesus's. And I've met many a good Jewish tailor, have you? <laughs> so it's in the family. It's in the family business. Amen. Same with jewelry. Jewelry. Accounting. You know, these are all areas they've entered into and they're thriving and blossoming. Amen. But he'll arise with healing in his wings. This isn't talking about angel wings. This is talking about the wings are literally the phrase of his garment. The tassels of his garment. Healing in his wings. I could just picture, can you picture that? When I know when I was a sickbed for a year and a half, this verse painted a picture for me and rose me up from a sickbed. Suffered from a chronic illness for a year and a half. My body weight was 150. Now I'm 200 something pounds. And the Lord raised me back up. Amen. <laughs> Trying to drop two, Micah. It's going to happen. I'm starting my regimen again. Praise God. It says, with healing in his wings. And I just picture Jesus walking with that robe they shot and played craps for on the cross. Must have been a special robe that says it was seamless. That's a good tailor, right? So Jesus knew a good tailor. Amen. He wasn't poor. He's the king of kings. He had to be rich. He was Jewish. He had to be rich. You ever met a poor Jew? I haven't. All right. <laughs> the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And I picture Jesus walking out on the earth and his robe flowing in the wind with the sunshine. Healing is in his garments. Healing is in his wings. And this is what Malachi chapter 4 verse 2 says. And he says, you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. Well, when I was malnourished and skinny, this verse did me good. It was always my dream for some reason, growing up as a child, because I was the skinny kid. I actually quit football and turned to golf because I didn't want to get hurt. They were like, you, I want you to play free safety. You're the fastest on the team. I was fast because I was skinny. I was like, oh, no, i got a long life ahead of me. I ain't going to play football. Sorry. I switched to golf. 
and that preserved me and God met me there. Amen. A lot of divine uh, connections came through that. <laughs> but you shall grow fat like stall-fed calves. So I was growing up skinny. I looked like a twig. I could not gain muscle mass. I tried creatine in high school. I tried everything, and it just wouldn't happen until uh, someone laid hands on me when I've suffered from the chronic illness, and that's the first time muscle mass came onto my body, and I am what I am. But I was always a twig. I was always the skinny kid. The short guys would pick on me and say, beanpole, amen, just tall and skinny, couldn't gain weight. But grow fat like stall-fed calves. So even in elementary school, it was my dream to be a fat kid and to pick strawberries in Irvine and to live in the model homes. <laughs> See, I was smart. I could have parties at night, shut it down, <laughs> kick everyone out, sleep underneath the piano in the model home. Free room and board. You're open to the public, right, during the day. You just stash out during night. I have free food source, picking strawberries during the day. <laughs> and then I wanted to be fat. That was my dream. Have you ever dreamed for something you were not? <laughs> Praise God, anyway. I don't know where it came from. It was just my dream. And grow fat like stall-fed calves. <laughs> you shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day that I do this, the day that God does this, says the Lord of hosts, that's heaven's armies, all the angels of heaven, and we know we outnumber them two to one. Amen. Only a third of the angels fell with Satan from heaven, with Lucifer, whose name was changed to Satan. He says, remember the law of Moses, so don't forget the law. Remember, thou shalt not murder. That's the law. Don't forget it, he says. Thou shalt not commit adultery. That's the law. Don't forget it, he says. My servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and the judgments. Behold, verse 5, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Well, Jesus said John the Baptist was Elijah the prophet, who prepared the way with repentance and the baptism in water, John the Baptist, he baptized in water. It wasn't his last name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and it says here he's coming again before the appearing of the Lord. The spirit of Elijah. Remember, Elijah was taken up in a whirl in a chariot. So he didn't die. And neither did Enoch. Amen. Before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn, that spirit of Elijah, will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And the hearts of the children to their fathers. So we see here before Jesus comes back, there's going to be restoration of the family unit. Let that sink in. You like that? I know that started when we started. Restoration of the family unit. And I would endeavor to say without the church, there would be no restoration of the family unit on earth. So it takes the church to spread restoration. From devastation to restoration. That's just God's business. He's in the restoration business. If you walk into restoration hardware like we have at Fashion Island, it's a nice place. God's bigger still. <laughs> restoration of heart, restoration of mind, of finances, of family. That's the big one. God is a family God. And we're going to see this before Jesus comes back. The restoring of the family unit. Don't look like that right now, does it? But that's our job, is the restoration of the family. 
and God is working overtime, I've seen more and more lives of more people since we've been in the ministry in this one area than ever is the restoration of the family unit. Amen forever. So say, my, lo my loved ones <laughs> are saved in Jesus' name. Restoration of the family unit. You know, God didn't just chose, choose Abraham. He chose his entire lineage, including us. So he looks from cover to cover, from the end to the beginning, and beginning to the end. At all your generation, all the people connected to you, he wants. Amen. Anyone you have a, a sphere of influence in, he wants for the kingdom. Amen. He placed you with them for a reason. Praise God forever. He wants you and he wants them. But just highlight that verse in your Bible, if you will. Malachi 4.2. He shall arise with healing in his wings. And then skip with me to Luke, the physician who wrote our book of Luke. And go with me to Luke chapter 8 and verse 40. And so it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. Sounds like us, right? Are you waiting for him? Are you waiting for uh, the bridegroom to walk down the aisle? <laughs> and I'm going to be running after him. Thank you for coming. <laughs> what took you so long? He said, I wanted to grow the family. I believe he has an Italian accent, since I'm Italian. You know, he became all things to all men. He was born in the center of the world for a reason. Amen. So it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. Wow. Shouldn't the world be waiting to get into church if they're waiting for him? Something's off. <laughs> They should be waiting to come to him still because he doesn't change yesterday, today, and forever. We should be so appealing to the world that they're waiting to talk to us. They're waiting to get in here. They're waiting to get to him. We should so represent him that they're waiting for him to speak and to come. Amen. It says the whole multitude. These are heathen. These are sinners. These are saved. Pharisees, Sadducees. All the multitude who followed him were waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at, that's big, a ruler of the synagogue to fall down at Jesus' feet, whose Pharisees and Sadducees were constantly criticizing and even plotting his death. Fell down at his feet and begged him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now, verse 43, interruption here. Jesus is on the way to raise a dead person, a dead girl at the age of 12, because of one man's faith who honored the Messiah and asked him to come and welcomed him, Jesus, into his house. Now his daughter's getting raised up from the dead. His prized possession, his pride and joy, one child, age 12, dying. Now, interruption here. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years. Now the multitudes were already thronging him. But it highlights this woman. And we don't know her name. Are you curious to know what her name is when you get to heaven? The, the woman with the issue of blood? That's what the church has called her forever. It's just the woman with the issue of blood. We don't even want to have an account of her name. I think it was recorded that way on purpose because healing's for everyone. 
And if he'll do it for this woman with an issue of blood, he'll do it for another woman and another man and another woman. Amen. So she's nameless in the scriptures. Now a woman having a flow of blood, that's external bleeding, internally, externally, a flow of blood for 12 years. Get that, two 12s in a row. The girl who's dying is 12 years old, and this woman had an issue of blood slowly dying for 12 years old, for 12 years. A blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any of them. We know physicians can't heal you, right? They own, doctors only treat symptoms, not conditions. Only Jesus can heal you. Jesus is the healer. You can go doctor to doctor just like this woman did today and not get any better, but rather grow worse being focused on your problem. Until she met Jesus. Jesus is the healer. Amen. He can heal any chronic condition, any chronic illness. It don't matter to him. Whether it's a cold or COVID. Whether it's the flu or influenza. <laughs> or or uh, what, what, pneumonia. It don't matter. Cancer, just the name. Tumor, it's not a respecter of disease, Jesus. He's the great physician. He can heal any sickness and any disease. Or let's just say every sickness and every disease known to man. So you got to get with Jesus if you want healing. Not treating, healing. He goes for the roots. He goes deep. He's a healer. Amen forever. So she had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any of them. She came from behind and touched the border of his garment. Malachi 4.2 She knew that scripture. The wings of his garment. The sun shall arise with righteousness in his wings. The wings of his garment. She came from behind and touched the border of his garment. The sun shall arise with healing in his wings. If only I can touch his wings, the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She had verse. She had a scripture to stand on. And only faith, only true faith, comes from the Bible. So if you're not standing on the word, you're not standing on anything. Real Bible faith comes from the word of the living God. So you have to find your scripture to stand on, just like that woman with the issue of blood found hers in Malachi 4.2. If only I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. So what's your verse? What's your number one verse? You know, like I said last week, David picked up five stones to kill Goliath but he only used one. Sometimes all you'll need is just one verse thrown repeatedly at the devil's head or at your body again and again and again. By his stripes I was healed. That was my verse at Whole Foods. I had sh sh shoulder surgery. It shattered in Maui. And I had to have reconstructive surgery. They put a plate and 11 pins they set in, but I didn't want to look at the, the final product because I was just believing for a brand new shoulder. And it's been better after that surgery ever since. Amen. So I got what I wanted. Amen. Amen. Praise. I don't believe there's a pin in there. I believe it's just completely restored. Amen. And it, it acts like that. It acts like I've said. Come on. Don't go off subject. Eli, get it together. <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> oh, back to the word. She came from behind and touched the border of his garment, healing in his wings. Well, that was my verse of Whole Foods I was going to say. By his stripes I was healed. When, pain, when I'd be slicing meats all day in prosciutto and pain would hit this shoulder, I'd said, nope, by his stripes I was healed. 
and continue with my job. Never took a sick leave, never bowed out of work, because the word works. Amen? Amen, Amen forever. You got responsibilities. I ain't leaving work. Praise God forever. By his stripes I was healed. And in a matter of hours, it always took just hours, the pain would completely disappear. Praise God forever. But that was my one verse, and I knew it was my one verse. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. And I'd say it under my breath as I was rowing, and the pain was there until the pain would leave. Just exercising the word. Every time pain would arise, you've got to give it twice the amount of word. Give twice the amount of attention on the word other than the pain. Amen? Amen. Place your attention on the word, not the pain. Amen. I love what Jesse DePlanet says. If I can get you to, to fix your eyes and your focus on you were healed, you will be healed. Amen. But if your eyes aren't fixed or, or if your eyes are fixed or I am sick, you will be sick. But if I get you to fix your attention on I were healed, you will be healed. So we have to when the devil attacks, it's important to highlight the scriptures more than ever. And to literally de deliberately change our minds onto the solution than the problem. And the flesh don't want to do that. Isn't, isn't it weird how the flesh just wants to settle in whatever comes its way? But the spirit in you wants to rise above and change everything you see? Isn't that weird? <laughs> so you have to speak double time to your flesh. Body line up. By his stripes I was healed. By his stripes I was healed. And keep pulling the string. Keep pulling the cord. Amen? I'm healed. I'm healed. Amen. Sometimes triple time. And the good thing about God's medicine, other than a physician's, is you can't overdose on it. You can keep taking it and taking it, and it will work for your body like it works for mine. It's like vitamin C. You'll just pee it right out. <laughs> you can't overdose on the Word. Amen? <laughs> Everywhere you go, speak in the Word. Word comes out of every ear. <laughs> word comes out your eyes, comes out your mouth, you're hearing it. You lay hands on the sick, comes out your hands. Amen. And then it says in the, Old, in the Old Testament that the bones of Elisha raised the soldier back from the dead. Just his bones. So the anointing was stored in his fossils. In his bones even. Amen. In calcium deposits, the anointing was stored. So of course it could be stored in a garment, the robe of Jesus. And she knew this. The woman knew it. Amen. So she came from behind and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. If you, if you study this out, she started saying this long before she left her house. She, this was her verse of meditation. If only I can touch Malachi 4.2, the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Amen. So her faith was built before she ever reached out her hand, physically. Amen. Her faith was already built in her heart. Confession was proceeding from her mouth. And that led her body to reach out to the Messiah, to touch his clothing, to receive healing. And it says here, immediately her flow of blood stopped. For 12 years she had it immediately in one touch. But it took the word in her heart and the confession of her mouth to receive the Messiah, to receive the healer, and to receive his healing. The healer is so much more important than the healing itself. When you get close to the healer, you'll get your healing. When you get closer to the provider, you'll be provided for. Jesus is a person and he's alive today. As you get closer to him, everything he has rubs off on you. And that's where we get our word anoint from, to rub off on. 
the closer you get to him. If Arthur comes up to me and rubs off against me, you know, I'm going to get on him, he's going to get on me. And what's on me will come on him. Amen? And what's on him is going to come on me. And that's where 2 Timothy says, Strike hands with no man suddenly, nor be partaker of his sins. Don't go into business suddenly. You know, watch who you're in covenant with. Don't go take out that loan suddenly. Look to God, amen? Look to your provider. Who you rub off with and who's rubbing off against you, it's going to come off on you. If you're hanging around people who drink, you're going to be a drinker. If you hang around alcoholics, you will be an alcoholic. That's proven. You can't escape that fact, Jack. <laughs> if you hang around people filled with the Word, the Word's going to rub off on you. If you hang around people who know their authority and the healing anointing's in them, that healing anointing's going to come on you. Amen? Who you hang around, who you listen to, matters most. Your proximity of people. Amen? Amen. Thank God we got good friends. Amen? And there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, the scriptures say, for times of adversity. We all have a faith somewhat. God's provided that to us all. How do I know that? Because Jesus sent him out two by two. If he only sent you out one by one, he'd be a respecter of persons, and he's not. He always sent him out two by two. That's old and new covenant. The animals came in two by two. Two by two. Link up, amen? I got your back, and you got someone else's, amen? Praise God. But she received her healing in one touch because of her confession of faith based on the word of God. Verse 45 says, And Jesus said out loud, Who touched me? This is the multitudes thronging him. Who touched me? See, he, he only spoke what his father said. So it was only a faith act that released faith words from Jesus. He only highlighted the woman who reached out in faith and had the word built in herself. And who was saying it. The other translation says, she kept saying, if only I may touch, if I, she kept saying, if only I may touch the hem of this garment, I shall be made whole. And you know, Satan's after your words more than anything. Have you noticed? He's after your speech. You know, if you go through into a dark area or a demonic area, you go around a, a large group of homeless people or a large gang area. We're praying over Janine right now in Santa Ana, and, and there's a gang in her area where she teaches. And that's going to go. In Jesus' name. The power of agreement. Angels move in and kick that out. When we've fed the homeless in Laguna Beach, and there's been pockets of homeless, and we can, I can see, before I even go there, demonic oppression, you can see the spirits if you're praying tongues long enough, and you can see pockets of darkness. So I would start with the pockets of light and speak the word to them and minister to them first where it ain't so dark, and then give my angels time to, to clear that clutter out before I even went over there, amen, to minister to them so that they're more apt to receive it. And sometimes, even when we'd start in this direction at Main Street Beach, and there'd be a large population over here, that population, I could see drugs, you know, there's drug use going on over there, they would scatter. Just by light entering that area, I could see the light shining in their direction and the darkness dissipating. Same with gang areas. You know, you may live in a bad area for a reason. And you may have a church as a minister in a bad area for a reason. Because when light enters darkness, darkness can't stand it. has to flee. Amen forever. Amen. I told pastors in Riverside one time, I said, they asked, where's your church? And I said, in Nellygale on Laguna Hills. And she said, man, I wish we were called the Laguna Hills. <laughs> I said, I know, it's great. 
But most of the time, God plants churches and people in areas that need it. Amen. You're the blessing there. And you're supposed to spread the kingdom there. Praise God forevermore. All right. Back to the word here. Amen. But that gang is dissipating in Jesus' name in Santa Ana. Where one person of righteousness is, God moves. Just like he moved for Sodom and Gomorrah. One person is all it takes in the kingdom to impact an area for God. Amen. And to get darkness out. Darkness flees when light approaches. Amen forever. Praise Jesus. And then we could minister freely in Laguna once that darkness was kicked out. And I wouldn't go at a whole bunch. I, would, I wouldn't, as one man, attack, you know, ten people where the dark spirit is. And, you know, I'd wait till they dissipate and then I'd get them one-on-one. -on -one. And then I'd win them to the Lord. And then I could minister to them once that spirit was broken up. Right? Because evil spirits like to conglomerate together. Just like the church should. Spirits of light. So you got to break it up with light, the word, and then go get them. Amen? Get their soul saved. You know, bless them. Feed them after that. But give them the word, not just money. He said, preach the gospel to the poor. So the word has to be spread, not just wealth. We know that don't work, right? Just spreading money, right? It takes the word to break the curse of poverty. It takes the word to break the curse of lack. Amen? Only the word can do this. Praise Jesus. Jesus said, moved by her faith, who touched me? Multitudes highlighted her. She was the only one who received from him, that means. She's the only one who reached out in faith and took what was on him. The anointing. The healing anointing. Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press up against you, and you say, Who touched me? But Jesus said, Somebody, doesn't give her name, Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. She drew on his power through her faith. She extracted the King of Kings' power, the King of Kings' healing. He ain't sick up there. Amen? She drew on his power through her confession and belief of faith. And she was the only one in the multitudes to do so. And Jesus highlighted her and said, Somebody touched me. Me. Touched me. For I perceived power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling. And falling down before him, she declared to him in the presence of all, the people of all the people, the reason she had touched him, and how she was immediately healed. Say, immediately healed. Her faith was so built up to a place that when she took a faith without works is dead, when she took an action of her faith, she was immediately healed. That's how high her faith was built up before she ever stepped out. And when she did, immediately she got healed. Built her faith. Built her faith on the Word. And then things happened. Praise Jesus forever. And he said to her, Daughter, adopted her into the kingdom in that moment. Why? Because she received him. Amen. Daughter. Now she has an inheritance. Daughter. She's a son of the living God now. Just because she reached out to Jesus through faith, through the word. Daughter, be of good cheer. Oh, it's so good to be healed. When Jesus touches you, it's so good. It'll light you up. 
when his anointing, his oil comes over you and heals your body in the presence. See, many Christians read the word, but they don't let the word read them. And that's why they still suffer. You have to be in the word until the word reads you and cleanses you and purges you. And that's when the anointing can come in you, when you're purged and cleansed. He won't come into an unclean vessel. The word has to be there first. Amen forever. And the word is the only thing that can purge and cleanse us. Keep us pure before him. Amen. But when he comes, healing comes with him. Prosperity comes with him. Shalom comes with him. His anointing. His oil. Amen forever. Running down from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Daughter, be of good cheer. <laughs> Say, my faith can move him. My faith moves Jesus. Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. I don't even know if she told this to a single living soul. What she's believing for. What she's standing on. Seems to me this was just one-on-one -on -one with Jesus. I believe in my heart. I touch it. I'm going to be made whole. No one could talk her out of it. You know, if Joseph didn't share his dreams, he would have been in Egypt probably a lot sooner. He wouldn't have been in jail. He wouldn't have been in the pit. You know, if he just kept it to himself before him and God. Amen. But we see 17, 17 years lapsed because he didn't. You know? And I know so many baby Christians who don't have the meat who send out prayer requests and chains to their entire church to people they don't even know. And I'd rather have one person in faith than a hundred in unbelief believing with me. How about you? So all you need is one. Amen. And this girl did it alone. Just between her and Jesus. He says, your faith, daughter, has made you whole. He didn't even take credit for it. He didn't take credit for the healing that proceeded out of him. He said, your faith has made you whole. Not me. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Get that in you. My faith makes me whole. My faith makes me whole. Meditate on that this month. My faith makes me whole. You just say that to yourself and get blessed. My faith makes me whole. Amen. See, the healer is in you. He just needs to be activated the same way. Through faith. Amen. This is the victory that overcomes this world. Our faith. Amen. Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Shalom. Nothing missing. That means all she spent came back to her. Because she wasn't missing any money. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Her finances were restored that day. Her body was restored that day. She was saved that day. So-so. Adopted into the kingdom of God. Through one touch of faith. And that's the same... All of us came to Christ the same way. 
through one touch of faith. One word saved you. John 3.16 for many. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, that's Dana White, that's Elon Musk, that's everybody, whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's not a respecter of person. God doesn't care what your family tree is or your lineage, where you're from, what you've done. He's not a respecter of person. He's only a respecter of faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I believed in my heart Jesus is Lord. I confessed him with, as Lord Jesus. I receive you. I call you Messiah. I call you Lord. Take over. I was born again. Amen. Just one verse. Amen. If one verse can save you for all eternity, what can one verse do for your body? Think about that. What can one verse do for your finances? Through his poverty I was made rich. Beloved, I wish above all things you prosper and be in health. Through his poverty I was made rich. All grace abounds to me today. You know, you have to take wealth. That word receive in the Bible means take forcibly take it you have to command the devil off of your money off of your stuff say devil i bind you in jesus name you'll never ever ever have to pray for money because money's not in heaven god's not going to rain it down from heaven money's only on the earth so you don't have to pray to god in heaven for money all you need to do is take up your authority on earth bind the devil off of it and command your angels to go get it for you and here it comes and keep calling it in and keep saying what the scripture says. I'm rich. I will lack no good thing. The Lord's my shepherd. I shall not want. I will. I refuse to live in want. You got to be aggressive with the adversary. Because he's aggressively trying to steal and kill and destroy you. So you have to be aggressive. I like what Brother Hagin said. It's not going to fall like ripe cherries off a ripe tree. <laughs> and just fall into your lap. You got to pick it. You got to take it. That word receive means to take. I take it. I take him at his word. I take my money back. I don't let the devil have it. Get off our stuff in Jesus' name. And here it flows again. Amen? Every time when you take up your authority, heaven backs you up. Amen. It's the same for our bodies. The bodies are down here. I take up my authority. I curse sickness and disease. I curse poverty and lack. And I call my body well. I call our bank accounts full in Jesus' name. I call my family healed. They've never been to the doctor. We call our family blessed in Jesus' name. The word works. We take up our authority over them. And your loved ones. Amen? And then if you're friends with some newborn Christians who don't know their authority in the word yet and the power of it, you can exercise authority over them as well. I cover them in the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against them. Because they may not be talking for themselves yet. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. Any tongue that rises against them in judgment, I cast down and condemn in Jesus' name. I got their back too. Amen forever. Praise Him. Isn't God so good? And He says, why? He was still speaking, Jesus. Someone came, how dare they interrupt Jesus? <laughs> While he was still speaking, I would be like, shut up! <laughs> Don't interrupt the master! 
every word like honey amen Whew. man <laughs> while he was still speaking someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him to the ruler of the synagogue not to jesus your daughter is dead dun, 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 dun. here's the death messenger you can highlight that in your bible death messenger you know any death messengers any complainers? Any unbelievers? Yeah. They're going to deteriorate your faith. Jesus kicked them out of his house. How about you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. The end's coming. Doomsday's coming. There's false prophets like that. The end is near in fear? No, the end is near in rejoicing. Be of good cheer. The end is near, according to Jesus, in cheer, not fear. Be of good cheer, not fear. Fear is not good. I have overcome the world. Amen. So there's never any fear projected from a true prophet's lips. That's not his kingdom. It's Jesus' kingdom is cheer. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace, not fear. And here we see the same teaching right here. Your daughter is dead. Don't trouble the teacher. Jesus heard it. His ears were always open to the cries of others. Jesus heard that, that interaction. And he answered him immediately and said, over the multitude here, maybe they were far off right here. Do not be afraid. Over the multitude. See, Jesus was a preacher. He got loud. You ever get loud? You ever yell at the devil like I do? <laughs> Daughter, be of good cheer. And then to Jairus, do not be afraid. Come close to me. Do this, do that. No, only believe. Only, this is just one thing, one task I'm asking of you, to see your daughter raised from the dead. Only believe. Don't go home and take communion. Don't do this, don't tithe. Don't go here. Don't give there. Only believe. And that's what you'll have to do in dire circumstances. That's still his only instruction to you. Only believe. Only believe. Fear, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I will not tolerate you. I'm standing in faith. I am only believing. Doubt and unbelief, get away. Get out of my hospital room. Get out of this room. I'm only believing and I won't stand for unbelief around me I won't tolerate fear around me I'm staying in faith for this person amen notice he's activating Jairus's faith he's moving on the intercessor he's moving for Jairus for her daughter amen forever do not be afraid only believe and she will here's a promise faith obtained she will be made well promise oh i got god's word on the subject i don't care where he goes after this i don't care here who he ministers on the way to my house i have god's word that she shall live and not die and be made well and that's all i need i'm standing on that i can rest assured amen faith activated a new word and now he's standing on the word now he can take communion 
Now he can go tie. He can do whatever he wants. He's carefree. God's got it covered now. He's got his word on the subject. Jesus said, she shall be made well. That's it. No matter what happens, she will live. <sighs> you ever have those moments? <sighs> Where you cross the hurdle to the other side? I believe, I believe, I believe. <sighs> and I only needed to enter into his rest. You mean my worry was the source of that chronic illness? My turmoil, my worrying about it, actually deepened the illness and the condition? It was me? <sighs> He's got it. I've entered into his rest. I've labored in faith to enter into his rest. Just like the woman with the issue of blood, just said, Jairus. He's now in the word. He's now in it. He's living it. And the word's moving of its own accord. <laughs> what a place to be. To have the word working for you when you're not. But you enter in to his rest by laboring in it. <sighs> and then the release comes. And then the healer comes. Because you don't even have the care of it anymore. And now he's your caretaker. And he's got your whole world <laughs> in his hands. AA used to have a let go, let God. That was an AA thing. It's true. Just let go and let God. Your faith has brought you to him. Now I know he's got it. He gave me a word. He spoke to my spirit. Amen. Praise Jesus. We labor to enter into his word. Amen. Do not be afraid to only believe and she shall be made well. And when he came into the house where the girl was, Jairus' house, he permitted no one to go in, filled with doubt and unbelief, and those messengers of death saying she's dead, except Peter, James, and John. The cord of three strands that's not easily broken. Peter, James, and John, and the father and mother of the girl who did not want her to die. They were in faith, right? They did not want her to die. See, other people in the family who didn't know her too well kind of could care less. They didn't really know her. So we got to move them. we got to get them out so we can get this thing through here. So he kicked them out of his house, except Peter, James, and John, who he brought with him, and the father and mother of the girl. Notice he did not do it alone. He brought five others with him. Jesus brought five others with him. Now all wept and mourned for her, and he said, Do not weep, she is not dead, but sleeping. Meaning he saw in the spirit, I'm just going to wake her up. Death shall have no sting on thee. I'm the one who's taken death for all mankind. She's just sleeping, and I'm going to wake her up. She is not dead, but sleeping, and they ridiculed him. Hey, you think if they ridicule Jesus, they're going to ridicule you sometimes? Ridicule. Ridicule. <laughs> well, we don't listen to that. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. But he put them all outside and took her by the hand, this 12-year-old girl, and called, called, saying, calling on heaven, saying, calling on her spirit, calling on her. 
calling and saying, Little girl, arise. Talitha Kumi. Little girl, arise. Then, after Jesus called on her spirit, her spirit returned. See, you're a spirit. She was a spirit. You can't live without your spirit. So your spirit has to be in your body. Otherwise, if you take off your coat and just throw it on the floor, it's going to fall to the ground, right? And that coat only moves because you're, you're in it. Same with your body. It only moves because you're in it. You're a spirit. But the moment you leave, your body's going to fall to the ground from dust to dust. Amen? But you live forever. You're a spirit. That's how you control your mind and your body is through your heart, your spirit. You're reigning. So he said, a little girl arise and then her spirit returned. Came back from wherever she decided to take a nap. <laughs> Came back into her body. Returned into her body. And she arose immediately. Oh, look at all these immediately's. <laughs> God is a God of suddenly's. But it takes the precipice of faith to break through and to break in. Amen forever. Little girl arise. Her, her spirit returned and she arose immediately. And he commanded that she be given something to eat. Took care of her natural body as well. Because you're in a natural house, right? So you've got to take care of your natural body as well. I know when I was healed from a chronic condition, I needed to feed my spirit the word. I needed hands laid onto me. I needed the devil dealt with because I didn't know my authority. And then I needed to eat right. To take care of myself. So that affliction would not arise a second time. Because you're in a natural house, right? So it makes sense. You've got to take care of the natural with natural means as well, right? Amen. Amen forever. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. Just keep it to yourselves. It's just for you. Your healing's just for you. It's personal. I died for you personally. This is just between me and you. Just because you're you, I heal you. I call you son. I call you daughter. You're my child. Receive your father's touch. Just for you. Say, just for me. I take Jesus personally. He died for me. He's my savior. He's my Lord. He's my healer. He's my provider. Amen. And he's got enough for everyone. All his children. Not one left out. <laughs> he's not leaving you out. You were grafted in. You're in. You're in the vine. You just need to take it. Get so aggressive. Ugh. Get so upset and frustrated with where your life was heading. And take it out on the devil's head. Because yeah. he's the culprit. Not God. God's your deliverer. God's your savior. And he always will be. Satan's your condemner. Satan's your adversary. The thief. Amen. We'll just put blame where it's due. Satan's head. Amen forever. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today.
We thank you for examples without names in the scripture that we can attach our name to it. And our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life now. You've written our names into your word. We are grafted into it. We give you all the praises that the word works for us and flows through us. And we're distributors of it. As it passes through us into the lives of others. Thank you for your gospel. Your good news before leaving earth. We bless you, Father. We command sickness to leave and for that healing anointing that's been dispersed and planted in every Christian to rise up big within them and put their bodies over. And they in turn shall keep it under. Under their jurisdiction and control. Say, I have authority, power, might, and dominion over all the ability of the enemy and my flesh. Say, I take every thought captive and cast down every vain imagination that exalts itself over the word of God in which I've been placed in. Say, I'm one with the word, the word's in me, the word created me, the word restores me, and proceeds out of me to restore others as well. Say, the word is my sword, the word is my rock. I build every area of my life on this, for he's not a man that he can lie. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you and give you all the praises. Amen. Well, did someone get something from that message? Praise Jesus forever. The healing anointing is going with you today. Amen. <laughs> we bless you all. <laughs> Don't forget my little pocketbook on JFK. I mean, President Trump here. <laughs> Seven dollars to your local Amazon store. <laughs> and then this is a great book to disperse. From devastation to restoration. Amen. Thanks, everyone. We love you guys. Happy Sunday. Have a great week ahead. We're going to take up our tithes and offerings. It's good to be able to give. Amen. Father, I thank you for more to give with, more to bless others with. And as we sow, we reap. I thank you for a 30, 60, 100 fold return back into the laps and the bank accounts of those who sow seed into this ministry. We bless them in Jesus' name. We call them blessed and highly favored and that the favor of God surrounds them as with a shield. If you like to contribute and give online, you can. And I don't care where you're giving from, you're blessed right there. There's no time in the Spirit in Jesus' name. I believe for supernatural finances right now to come in your direction as you release faith in your seat. So, Father, we bless them in Jesus' precious name for a 30, 60, 100-fold return. You can give online at ElishaMarkMinistries.com or text, for, or text Word at the Ranch to number 44321. And, you know, giving throughout the Scriptures is an act of our worship and life of faith. So, Father, we thank you that you called the just to live by faith 
And we do this as an act of worship as well, from our heart. And you love a cheerful giver. And we cannot give you. So thank you for 30, 60, and 100 fold return on all of our giving. We bless you for doing it. I thank you for supernatural increase right now. In Jesus' precious name. For miracles, signs, and wonders, you said, proceed the preaching of the word. Thank you for miracles right now in the financial sphere and realm. And devil, we tell you to take your hand off anything that belongs to them, God's saints, God's sent ones, and who it was created for. And we charge our ministry and spirits right now to go get it and to bring it into their possession in Jesus' precious name. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 We love you guys. Be being blessed.